0: Presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krigger. Welcome to the nation's top ranked Austin P podcast, according to certain Cincinnati Reds fan forums. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad world series time game one just last night it was a real thing that occurred Juan Soto hits baseballs really far he does do that um it was kind of odd seeing how normal Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer both looked last night well I liked if you watch
1: Juan Soto's first at bat he got blown away by Garrett Cole's fastball Cole threw him a fastball in the next one hammered it out of the park And then Soto came back up again, and he had shaken Garrett Cole so much by how far he hit that fastball that Cole threw him breaking balls, which he also hit off the wall.
0: Yeah, uh, I was impressed by Yuli Gurriel um, inside outing a ball (coughs) and somehow still pulling it off the wall for a double. Like, he basically (laughs) alligator-armed
1: a double. Some tried it there due to the Crawford boxes. Some due to the Max Serzer velocity. Still though, still you, impressive.
0: You gotta, you gotta. That's that's professional hittering right there is what that is. After game one, um, where where do you think this is going? I think we're we're in for a real classic I here. Think we got six or seven games on deck. You I think so like too.
1: Verlander tonight. I you got to like Verlander tonight. It doesn't matter that he's facing Strasburg. You always
0: Strasburg's d- been pitching out of his but mind. But you
1: always have to bet on Justin Verlander in this situation. You
0: always bet on Verlander. I mean, that's going to be the thing. Is will. I don't think you're going to come into Houston and beat the Astros twice. Will Anibal Sanchez be able to actually go toe to toe with that I Eileen, no. lean no. But Anibal Sanchez pitched really I well. Wonder,
1: I, I'm, I don't understand what the Nationals are going to do with Patrick Corbin too, using him as a reliever the they, entire series instead of a starter. But they're,
0: they're using him the same way the Indians used Andrew Miller when he was really good. Those like that that multi-inning. Does Ace. that mean
1: that the game four is just like
0: three from Corbin and then the bullpen? No, I think that they're going to turn to Corbin when as soon as they need him in game three. So then game four, do they go it's, back? To it's shirt? going back to shirts. So
1: they're going. So we're going shirt. So we're going three starters in game it's, seven. Is. All hands on deck. Yeah,
0: it's it, it's. have you thrown a pitch lately? Well, congratulations. Get ready to throw some more. Guess what? You get the next three months off. Yeah. Let's, let's crank it out. Yeah, we can. Tommy John surgery for everybody. Let's just get this dub. Um, yesterday, we went to OVC Basketball Media Day in Evansville, Indiana. I've gone to this event a bunch of times now. It's pretty old hat to me. Casey, what would you think of your first basketball media day? It was the bee's knees. Okay. What'd you
1: actually think? Um, it was fun. A lot of basketball talk. That's fun because basketball's
0: starting. Um, you know, you w- were you were you surprised at the level of basketball talk and basketball media? Then? You know,
1: it, it was right about where I guessed the basketball it, talk would it, be. It, it, it was. It sur- was fun traveling with the the star of the show, the star of the day, Terry Taylor.
0: Yeah, Terry Taylor. Uh, for second year in a row. Uh, made the trek to Evansville as part of the, the Media Day festivities. OVC preseason player of the year. Might have had the best suit in the building, too. Uh, he, he put a lot of coaches, not – not just his own. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He had the best seat in the building. He had the best seat in the building, and I think a lot of coaches uh, felt a little intimidated by that. And you know what? That's good. That's healthy. We've Be already afraid. We've already got that so built-in psychological advantage. We had, we had multiple
1: people saying, hey, Terry, just score like 20 against us. Just score 20.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, we, had, we had a lot of people uh, come up and basically beg him for leniency, which I thought was fun. <laughs> hey, If you score t- just score 20, we, we like our chances. Well, guess what? Yeah, good best best of luck. Good everybody. luck holding him at 20. Best of luck. As we look up back at what happened on the field of competition last week uh football. So it happened. Nineteenth ranked no longer after falling 26-24 Tennessee State. And yet we're 4 days removed from this and I'm still not quite I don't get what happened i just don't know what happened like it started really well tennessee state couldn't move the ball its first three drives five yards on three drives our first two touches went for 30 and 19 yards we had nine plays go for 15 yards more we outgained tennessee state by over 100 yards we held their offense to a season low in total yards on our final three drives we were in one play on our side of the field and we came up with no points. It was just, the whole thing was weird. I can't, it was a very weird when game. people, people have said, what happened on Saturday? I I don't know. Like, there's moments you can point to and be like, well, that was the difference. But, like, it really wasn't because there were so many things that had to lead up to those moments being moments that were necessary. Like, it, it, the ba- T S U band, it was not even their finest hour, and that was, was their just homecoming. It was just an odd day for everybody. Yeah. And that opens up the OVC now for... It's anybody's game. Like, Martin's in the catbird seat because they haven't had no VC loss yet, but they're about to enter the real gauntlet of their schedule. Uh, tech, that game is going to be pivotal. Martin on homecoming's pivotal. JSU and Semo still in it somehow, some way. J- I'm just I'm so far out on 2019 JSU football, and yet there's absolutely a path for them to win the title again.
1: And the team that beat us is one of the few teams that's really not in the race unless some yeah, wild mean, stuff happens. I don't
0: think anything that wild can happen. Like, TSU's got to win out, and there have to be a bunch of losses. It's
1: like one of those scenario trees where there's, like, 19 different things that have to happen just for them to, like, get tied, and yeah. then, like, 20 more for them to win. I mean,
0: really and truly, really the only team that's just straight out, flat out eliminated is Eastern Illinois because they have not won, and I don't think so. So they get out. to play the spoilers game and just it, try and, it, and that's everybody the thing. And that's the thing. Just I was I think I told you last week I was a little apprehensive about going to Tennessee State just because weird things happen when you go play at the the big NFL facility and it was TSU's homecoming and the whole thing. There's
1: a little bit of rain too. It's now
0: just. now I've got that I've got that same feeling looking at EIU sitting there when they play us last week of the regular season if they don't have a win and let's hope they beat somebody before that. some yeah I don't that's a that's a program with a long history and a lot of pride and I don't want to have us be the thing staring sitting between them and a winless regular season I don't want to be in that situation so somebody lose to EIU in the next couple of weeks so we'll I'll feel a little bit, yeah I'll feel a lot better about that if you would be so kind
1: all right soccer played last weekend too they had a Big Friday night against Moorhead State thanks to a four-point performance from Claire LaRose. LaRose assisted on Anna McPhee's second goal of the season, then went on to score her own goal, wheel-snipe Selly style, and then assisted on Delaney McKeon's first career goal. The Govs won 3-0. On Sunday, the Govs hit the road to take on Murray State. Ashley Whitaker got the Govs on the board in the 17th minute, but Murray State tied it up before the break. Mary Parker Powell made a season-high 11 saves, but the Govs fell in double overtime,
0: 2-1. It was a tough final day for men's golf at the Pine Tree Intercollegiate. The team shot a 308, which not great, even given the the blustery conditions. But Austin Lancaster held on for his season's first top ten finish, and Michael Bussey rallied with a final round 72 to vault into the top 15. Bussey playing really, really well right now. Uh, it's tough to go into, I, I guess, what would count as their off season, since it's kind of tough to play golf around here and. November, December, January, but, like... They their break. Yeah, they're break. It's tough to go in with kind of a sour note from just a, a tough final round. weekend here yeah. at home. But, you know, it's... They got a lot of seniors. This will give them time to... Nothing is lost on yeah, the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing of value has really even been played for yet. There's a lot of golf still to play. I can't wait for them to come back because their first... Uh, their first tournament in february is match play uh... in florida and that is i i'm match play should be played much more often we we're getting into it now because the ovc is moving the final day of competition to a match play format like the ncaa tournament Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm extremely eager to see where how we do in that format what we do in that format and really just the format itself like uh... former intern megan rummage texted me yesterday, because I guess Sanford, where she works now, had been in a match play tournament, and she was like, what is this gibberish? Getting the scores, like, I don't know what any of this means. Like, hey, me or so we're best, all going The learn. best
1: golf tournament to watch is the Ryder Cup, and it is match play, and there's nothing better than match play golf.
0: The best golf tournament to watch is whichever one happens to be on when you need a nap on a Sunday afternoon.
1: Sure, whatever. Volleyball played last weekend, too. Taylor Mott and the gang ran the old weekend sweep play. They beat Tennessee State and Belmont 6-0 in two matches. Um, in the first match, Chloe Stitt, Tegan Searing, and Brooke Moore each posted double-digit kills against Tennessee State. Brooke Moore, another double-double, 11 kills, 11 digs. The Govs won by a combined score of 75-38 to 38 in the three sets.
0: That is – That's good. That's a beating.
1: Yeah, that was – that's, that's pretty good. Saturday, the Govs played Belmont. It wasn't a 75-38 final, but Brooke Moore posted another double-double. I mean, we can just assume that's going to happen these days. 18 kills, 12 digs. Chloe Stitt had 13 kills in the Belmont win, but, and she had 16 in the TSU win. That's 39 kills on the weekend, which 29 kills on the weekend, which is almost as many points as TSU had in the whole match.
0: Hey, math is stupid. It's okay. Cross-country final regular season event for the Govs. Women placed third, men placed fourth at the inaugural Murray State Open. Reigning OVC Runner of the Week, Immaculate Kipligate, was runner-up in the women's race, while Thomas Porter secured another top top 15 finish in Austin Peay's final tune-up ahead of the 2019 OVC Cross-Country Championships, hosted by SIU Edwardsville. Is that not it? Isn't there more tennis? Oh,
1: women's tennis played, too. They played at the ITA Ohio Valley Regionals. Um, The ITA put out their fall rankings, and the Govs ranked 7th in the Ohio Valley Region as a team. During the tournament, Fabian Schmidt and Daniel Morris advanced to the doubles main draw quarterfinals, but they fell to a second-seeded duo from the University of Kentucky. In-flight, B singles action. Alex Toplovic made a run to the finals, but she fell to Xavier's Caitlin Ruther in the final match. Uh, that wraps up the Gov Fall Tennis season, and that wraps up the first half of the
0: podcast. Xaviers? Xaviers. You said Xavier like Charles Xavier, the X-Men's boss. Well, whatever they're called. That team from Cincinnati, the Musketeers. The team from Cincinnati that's not Cincinnati? The Musketeers. Okay, anyway. that will, We're going to shut up now, and Milo LaFleur is going to come on and talk about just a whole host of things. So, you know, come back in 30 seconds and
2: listen to more of this. Everything Litty, I love when it's hot turned to the city, I broke out the night. Got some more millions, I keep me a knife. I created history, and made me alive. He tried to diss me, in he no false. We call him Chopsie, cause they gonna chop. Took out cause of, pop, pop. I like Nike, got it on lock. If you ever
0: see Mila Floor without a smile on her face, call the cops because something awful has happened. The best part about knowing some of our student-athletes is that you hear them coming before you see them. And hearing mine in the hall brings a smile to every face and a song to every heart in the admin wing. I'm proud she's here and even more proud that she's agreed to try her hand at answering awful questions from an old like me. How are you today?
2: I'm well. Thank you for having me.
0: So, you're the baby of your family. Yes. You have a brother 16 years older than you?
2: I do. He's, yeah.
0: What is that
2: like? Uh, it's actually been like the greatest thing ever. Like, having three older brothers is amazing. Like, the competition in the household is crazy. It's just, they're so hard on me, but I feel like in the long run it like paid off everything's competitive
0: how did that help shape your personality
2: um i say i think i'm a mix of like all three of my brothers and then like i learned from all three of them so i just i feel like i put it together well and just made like one person out of them So, so like the oldest one he's like so driven like no one can tell him no or anything he doesn't stop and then the middle one he's like extremely goofy like he's Goofy, energetic all the time and then the baby one, he's like so caring, like for other people. So I feel like I put mixed all those together and then
0: So you took all the best parts of your older <laughs> brothers.
2: Yeah, I took all the best parts, left left all the bad ones out.
0: So have you always been Maya, the outsized, larger than life personality?
2: Oh, uh, I guess you could say that okay, one thing about I don't like talking about myself, so this is about to be a long podcast. But um
0: If you don't like talking to yourself, it's usually short ones, but if you like talking to yourself, we'll go forever.
2: I don't I don't like talking about myself, but I'll do it for you. So um I've always been like the outgoing, energetic person and I didn't really realize until like my first second grade teacher was like, you know, the PTA meetings and the moms come and like, Your daughter, she's just always doing this. I was like, Well, I I just thought it was normal. (laughs) Like I thought all the kids was (laughs) acting like I act, but I guess not and so I just capitalized on it and brought us awesome peas. So, yeah.
0: How do you infuse your personality into your team and into the team dynamic?
2: Uh, that's tough because like everybody's coming from different places, different backgrounds. And first, I just had to like learn my teammates and how they respond to different things. But besides that, I just I'm just me, and then they take it around with it how they like to. So I just like to be. I talk
0: about talk. your experience at the leadership conference. Oh,
2: that was great. <laughs> I'm laughing because Sean was there and Sean's funny. Anyway, um, that's
0: that's what usually happens when people bring up Sean.
2: The leadership conference was amazing. Like we were split into all these different groups, and I made some relationships that'll last a long time. Like we still text each other to this day. It's like a group of 40, 40 athletes from across the country, and. Or, like, wishing each other good luck on games and checking up on each other. But the experience was great. I was able to learn a little bit more about my leadership strengths and then bring them back to my team and back to SAC and things like that here on campus. So,
0: is that when you come back from something like that, does it? Elevate what the words that come out of your mouth and your teammates. I was like, hey, she's gone and seen it at a very large level. She knows what she's talking about.
2: Um, I don't know if that response directly, like, from my teammates, but I know when I got back, coach was like, Let me in on some of the stuff that you learned at the leadership conference. I'd like to hear from you and how we can implement those things into our team and things like that. Um, my team for the most part already saw me as a leader, you know, so it wasn't more like, oh, she's been to the conference, she um, she knows what she's talking about, like, they already trusted me as a leader, so.
0: With you and the way that you lead, was there pressure coming back from that conference to kind of change your style, or was it more about blending what you learned into how you already behaved?
2: It was more about blending, like, trying to uh, be better at the things that I was already doing and stuff like that, it Was more changing it because I know my environment and how I could just blend in what I learned, too.
0: Let's talk about Coach Midlick.
2: He's
0: kind of uh, he's kind of goofy. He is. How – does he just flip that switch when it's time to get serious?
2: Actually, yeah. It's like – well, it's on the court, we're all about business. So, well, on the court, Coach Midlick is <laughs> – he's a goofy guy. He's he's fun to be around, everything. Um, it's not surprising when he does flip the switch. It's like, oh, you can't be goofy and then – coaching but it's like um, he does it he does it well like he's able like in warm-ups he's able to smack our hands joke around with us and then we know it's go time when the whistle's blown and we're out on the court so yeah
0: it's just so weird to see him be him all the time except for two hours on game day when he's serious basketball coach yeah you're a co-owner of a non-profit
2: exactly yes sir.
0: all right tell me about it
2: Alright, so <laughs> my non profit is called Bigger Than Me and it started when I was in twelfth grade. Uh, me and one of my friends, she goes to South Alabama now, she plays basketball in South Alabama. And we were just thinking one day on the AU it's a long story. On the AAU circuit, it's like they have all these socks, T shirts, phone cases, and um they just like they're like, Hey, you wanna get your number on your phone case? Hey you Want to get this shirt that says, I ball, like blah, 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 I'm the best, I'm the best at this. And we was like, man, like the culture, of ba- we could see like the culture of basketball changing to where it was like, not about the team aspect. It was more about like, me, 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 me. I wanted to get this scholarship, me, 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 all that stuff. So we were just trying to like change the the narrative to it. And we was like bigger than me. I like, we liked that phrase. And then, so our first, as we were young, still young, but our first thing we wanted to do was like put these t-shirts out and like get them to the circus and circuit, like the AU circuit, and make it available and inspire everybody to just be like, man, I'm doing this for something greater, doing this for something bigger than myself. So we ended up making t-shirts, but the nonprofit, the only thing that we've done with it so far is the money that we get from t-shirts from the time that I was still in my city, um, we made sandwiches for like the homeless because they're everywhere in the city of Memphis. They're everywhere, probably everywhere, but, like, you see them. Memphis wherever. is
0: a lot – I, I lived in Memphis for a year. Memphis is a lot more.
2: Yeah, so you see you see it everywhere you go. So we just bagged up these sandwiches and chips and then gave them out with the money that we were making from the T-shirts. So right now it's at a standstill because we're at separate colleges. We're working on doing something more with it in the future. So
0: That kind of leads to the next thing about being more than an athlete and how you're more than what you are – during practice or games is it tough to articulate that sometimes because you're just people when people know you at a thousand yard distance you're my the basketball player
2: it it has been tough I've thought about this like the last two weeks um because I realized when I introduce myself to like people around campus are like the Dean I'm like my I'm on the ba- like they'll look at me and I'm like I'm on the basketball team and I like that's the first thing I say and I try not to let it um, define me as a person, but it's also like the best thing ever though, but I try not to let it define me um, as like to articulate. I try to think of myself more than just uh, just an athlete, obviously, so I don't just define, like confine myself to just going to practice, Studying my plays at night, and then getting up just the basketball routine. I try and get out in the community, trying to do a lot of other things to broaden myself. Because when basketball is over, it's over, and I don't want that to be my only identity. So,
0: your work with SAC has probably helped a lot with that, no doubt.
2: Yeah, it has. It has in the community and things like that, of course.
0: Why was it so important for you to get involved? For you to get involved with SAC?
2: Um, at first, I didn't. I didn't even know about SAC my freshman year. Like, I wasn't on SAC my freshman year. Um, it was two of my other teammates, and I wasn't really aware of what was going on. And then I got elected to be on the on SAC my sophomore year, and it was just amazing. Like I didn't know we were like the voice of the student athletes, and I just think that's so dope. Like just to, the student athletes have a voice. It's not just uh, people upper people just making all the decisions. We have a say so and things. And then my junior year, I got elected as SAC vice president, and it's just been important for me because i'm able to see the changes they were able to make just by speaking up about them and then listening to other student athletes so
0: do you feel a lot of responsibility with that because like you're not just speaking for you or not just speaking for your team you're speaking for 349 other people
2: yeah as the vice president i feel a lot of responsibility i know emily feels even a lot more responsibility um because i remember we were here two weeks before school we even started having SAC meetings like seven o'clock at night just going over like Everything and it was it was just so much and you kind of felt overwhelmed. But then with the support of like Ryan and then everybody else in SAC, it kind of trickled down. It was just taking it step by step. So, but I do feel a lot of responsibility like it's on my shoulders.
0: You've dealt with some injury over your career. Talk about how mentally draining it is to be sidelined for an extended period of time.
2: (laughs) It was the tough. It is the toughest thing. I'm I'm hoping to get cleared in the next few weeks, but it's been tough because with me I've never even had like a sprained ankle or a finger injury let alone tear my ACL so when I told my ACL I was in denial for a solid four weeks I went to a doctor here and then I also went to a doctor back in Memphis because I was just in that much of denial I was just trying to get second second looks and then um, when I had my surgery it was like starting at day one I couldn't walk um, could barely do any of the normal functions anybody does. So, it was just, dra- it's been draining from then on and then, but I've t- taken it as, like some of my coaches was like, my just gonna come back better and things like that. It's hard to believe, but I just trusted that and um, trusted that and then ran with it, continued to cheer on my teammates every day in the games and things like that, at the OEC tournament, and things like that. Uh, I'm still doing that, still cheering them on, but Hopefully I'm back in the next couple of weeks, but it's been, it's been draining. But I've been keeping myself up. Like I'm not a negative person or anything, so it hasn't been like the toughest thing. I've just accepted it and then said to myself that hey, you're gonna be better when you come back. So,
0: with everything that goes on around your life, with sack, with basketball, dealing with injury, everything, how do you find normalcy?
2: See, normalcy is that like.
0: Um, how do, how do you. How do you, I guess, find the time to be the normal student and experience the normal student things? Uh, or is that not even something you're interested in?
2: Yeah, I don't think that's some Like, going back to, like, having three brothers in, like, my household as a young child, it was crazy. Like, every everything was busy. So, like, when I got to college, it wasn't hard for me to manage my time. Cause,
0: crazy was normal.
2: Yeah, crazy is normal. Like, crazy is normal. Like, no, <laughs> when people come up to me, like, Maya, how do you do? Like, why are you doing all that? Doing all that? I'm like, is this what we're all doing? Like, this is not like, this yeah, normal.
0: that's your normal. You think everybody that's got the leisure time is a little out there.
2: <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes, gotcha. So,
0: what is your favorite word?
2: A <laughs> favorite word? Yep. Are you serious? Yep. You don't have a favorite word? Of course I do. No, well, you don't. Yeah, I do. Okay, here we go. What is my favorite
0: word? You want mine? Sure. Jack. It's my son's name.
2: Is it? Oh, that's so sweet. I don't have a son, so. Well, yeah, I know. I don't I have a I just, word. But
0: but there could be something else important to you. That I had plenty before he showed up. He just took the top spot when he showed up. You're right. You're right.
2: My favorite word would have to be. Nope. Nope. No. Favorite word. This is insane. This is insanity.
0: Yeah, they get tougher from here.
2: What? Okay.
0: Yeah, I only showed you like half the questions. <laughs> yeah, now you now you're not gonna get to see Favorite anything. word. Mm-hmm.
2: You're gonna sit here and look at me until I, I have a favorite word.
0: I have nothing but time.
2: Kobe, this is sick. Okay. This is. I'm about to make up something because. Hmm. My favorite word right now is tough. 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 Yeah. Me and Emily Moore and Andrew, we've been, like, when something's like, like someone make a good play on the court, that's tough. So I've been using it a lot lately. Okay, I like that. And test is hard. That's tough.
0: Oh well, yeah.
2: Yeah. But you got to say it
0: right. Say it right. Tuck, tough. Tough. <laughs> do, I, do, I have, do I have to do the head turn?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's tough.
0: All right. What's your least favorite word?
2: <laughs> is, oh my. This is crazy. My least favorite word moist. <laughs>
0: That's been a popular one. Yeah. Yeah. Who or what inspires you?
2: Who or what inspires me? I got to go with my parents. They are the most. I gotta go with them. I would say my dad, but then now I think about it, as I've grown up, I've grown up to realize like some of the sacrifices that my mom has made as well. So, I don't know, they just put us, me and my brothers, like in the best situation to succeed. So, they inspire me. They grind hard every day. Like, my mom just recently retired and she called me. The other day, she's like, I got a job. I'm like, why? <laughs> That's not how retirement works. <laughs> exactly. Like, they just don't stop working and I, I admire so much about that, so.
0: What's the last book you read for fun?
2: Last book I read for fun was, yeah, it's been a while. It's not been a while, but it's been a while. Um, what's that book called? Oh, I read, last book I read for fun was On These Courts by um, Penny Hardaway. Oh. Yeah. So I was taking him through Leicester and then up into.
0: That's, I mean, being a Memphis native, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, he autographed the book and gave it to me. So. What?
0: Oh, wow. Oh, him and my
2: dad from the same. Long story. Him and my dad from the same neighborhood child. I've
0: no, I've but. got time to listen to Penny Hardaway stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so, so, y- so you and your, you, so your dad grew up playing ball with Penny.
2: Not with him. He's much older, older than Penny. But, but like in the in, in the, the same. Yes, sir. Like this, Hampton, so it's one big community. Oh. Yeah, and I play for Team Penny, so Penny's a normal C. I
0: use that word right. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, again, <laughs> the whole normalcy question asking that of you is like, that's, <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with anything I recognize as normal. What is your worst habit?
2: Oh, got it. So, like, you know the lines, like the parking space lines, so like the white ones and then the yellow ones, mm-hmm. and then the blue ones for the handicap. Mm hmm. So, every time I walk, I have to rub my right foot against one of them to see, like, how slick it is. And, like, sometimes it makes me trip, like, I'll trip, but I have to stop and, like, rub my foot every time I cross one. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I, yeah. That's a habit that I can, I'm trying to break.
0: How did that come up?
2: I actually don't know. I feel like it's been... You there. just
0: noticed you were doing it one day?
2: Well, yeah, I do it all the time. Then, like, my friends will be walking, with me, and they're like, Mike, stop stopping. You <laughs> know? Like, well, I have to see this, if this line is smooth. <laughs> so, that's one of my habits.
0: What app on your phone gets the most use? Uh,
2: Snapchat, for sure, I think.
0: What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in?
2: I was I was about to sit here and tell you about a dream, like a made-up dream. <laughs> I don't know why I was about to do that. I was about to tell you about a dream. Um... Terrifying, si- I don't know. terrifying situations. Nope.
0: Nothing. No. Well, good for you.
2: Well, that I can put my finger on. I, so. uh,
0: usually that comes up pretty quick. Like if somebody's had a traumatic experience of some mm-hmm. kind, they, they've got that. So, hey, if you haven't, good for you. What's your idea of happiness?
2: Oh man, <laughs> my idea of happiness is not even like tangible or monetary type things. It's like waking up every day and doing something you love is my idea of happiness. Like when I get a little bit older, I want to be able to wake up and just be, man, okay, that's so hard. To, I was about to say be happy, but obviously, um, just doing things that I love, like doing things that make other people feel good and then make me feel good in return. So, yeah, that's my idea of happiness.
0: What's your idea of misery?
2: The opposite of that. Waking up and
0: finally, <laughs> you're the first person I've <laughs> I've been I've done 40 whatever of these and you're the first person to just go the opposite of what I just said. I've been waiting How since so day, one <laughs> <Just> day 1 for that. Since day 1. What makes you self-conscious?
2: And by that you mean
0: What makes you self-conscious? What makes you, I don't know, doubt yourself? What makes you feel uncomfortable in a given situation because of who you are? What?
2: Mm, see, self-conscious.
0: This seems like it'd be a tough one for you because I don't think there would be much.
2: I don't really okay. I don't really like, care what, like other people think, so I'm never like. I'm trying to think of something. I mean, the only thing I could think of is, like, something, like, on the court, like, getting a turnover or something would be, like, I'd be conscious of that, but.
0: But are you embarrassed when you commit a turnover, or are you just kind of, mm, mm, next nah. play?
2: Next play. And
0: I figure that's kind of the attitude you have to have. So, you've never been in a terrifying situation, and you aren't self-conscious. Boy, it must be nice to be you. Nah. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing song you love?
2: It's huh. a great question most embarrassing song that I all
0: ever- of these all of these that I sat down and thought about and what's the most embarrassing song you love is the great question
2: <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> question. um I like the uh um, not embarrassing i love soldier boy crank that but everybody thinks it's outdated now
0: i mean it came out when i was a sophomore in college so
2: but if i were to go into pre- like every time pre-game and i pregame oh ox, when, when i hear it like yeah when you hear it, you go crazy yeah yeah
0: it, i it's one of those that every time i hear it and i see like the younger generation go crazy before i'm like yes something yes. something <laughs> for my generation survived we had a lot of embarrassing things and that's the one that came forward for another decade.
2: It's like every time I put it on though, my teammates would be like, Oh my god, change this. So that's why I said embarrassing. But because I probably play it for it once every pregame. game. But <laughs> I don't know, I love crank that
0: How would you prefer to die?
2: I'd say, Okay, in my sleep, I guess. No. I want it traumatic. Like like a Marvel movie. Like Ooh, like being like stabbed in the chest. Saving my city. Boom. Whoa. No, for real, like, when I think about it, because I thought about, like, in my sleep, but then I wouldn't be able to, like, realize that I was dying or anything. Kinda.
0: So so you want to, like, make a profound speech as your yeah, last moments. Yeah, I want to go
2: out. I want to go out. I want to go out tough.
0: If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why?
2: Ooh. I can't come back as the same person or the same thing.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess you could. It's it, your life sounds pretty charmed, so it's not unreasonable. I
2: come back as a, uh, a Yorkie. In my family. Yeah, I come back as a dog, cause they sleep and they get fed. Like they get to do whatever.
0: What might prompt you to lie?
2: Um, If I want – I lie a lot to my teammates when I want to get them thinking that there's something happening that there's not happening. So, like, when I want to stir up conflict.
0: When you want to stir up conflict. Yes. I haven't ever heard of that being something that someone it's, wanted. It's
2: very interesting. Like, just make, it, make up something and then just tell the people around you. Like, tell the people in your department. And then they're like, what? Like, like you see all the reactions and things like that, and then mm,
0: that's like not going to work for me. Off. Everybody, everybody assumes I'm lying when I talk. So,
2: <laughs> I work
0: in public relations, of course. <laughs> what makes you hopeful?
2: Hopeful. Um, what makes me hopeful? It's hard to be hopeful in this day and age. But something that makes me hopeful is just knowing that. Things can't get as bad as they can before they get better. Like you know what I'm saying. So like, there's only rock bottom. Rock bottom. Would you? What would you think rock bottom would be like? Dying or something? So, no,
0: no. <laughs> rock bottom's not dying. I mean, when you die, all the concerns that you have on this are okay. you're not taking them with you to the afterlife. Okay.
2: But rock bottom would be like something that slim to none chance of happening. So, it can only get better. Like, that's what makes me hopeful. Like, none of that stuff happens on, like. (laughs) Like, dying on the battlefield getting stabbed in my chest It's not going to happen.
0: You (laughs) just said that's how you wanted to go.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's where I wanted to go. But then I have to go out and look for that issue. So,
0: you're just going to be standing in front of City Hall waiting on somebody, (laughs) (laughs) though.
2: I have to go out to the chaos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is our purpose in <laughs> life?
2: Our purpose, man, see, you'd actually fresh me out like I don't know what you're talking about. But um I don't know, as a college student I feel like I've been thinking about this a lot and I'd say our purpose is like to impact someone else, to make a difference on another scale. So um religiously I've been thinking about it a lot. So um in my Standpoint is like to do what God has called me to do. First of all, you have to find your purpose and then execute your purpose. Um, but I would say like a general purpose is to make a positive impact on somebody else's life while you're alive. So,
0: so what are you planning to do with the rest of your life? I know that's kind of a what? big. I know that's kind of a biggie there at the uh, at the t- end, t- but like. You're getting on in your college years. It's time to start thinking about this sort of thing.
2: Man, I don't know what I'm gonna do for my classes next spring. Um, what was the question? What, what am I? What are you to planning do to do?
0: The, uh, let's, all right, fine. Let's think short term. What are your What are your goals and ambitions for this year?
2: For this year, okay. Yeah. Um, my goals. I want it's four point season, so hot girl semester. Um, I want. I want to make an impact on my team. I want to come in and contribute off the injury and come back healthy. Um, And I wanna uh, build relationships out in the Clarksville community. So like yesterday I went to Clarksville Speaks, which was like a panel of members who talked about how Clarksville is going with the rate of the economics in Clarksville is looking like job opportunities and things of that nature. And I learned a lot from them And I just want to keep building upon my personal profile and things like that. So that's my goals for this and next semester. Well,
0: shoot, I mean, that could have been, like, your goals for the next five years, and I would have thought, oh, that's pretty ambitious. You're trying to pack that into the next two semesters. Woo! (laughs) Man, I'm always blown away by how much more ambition you guys have than me. Like, I just want (laughs) to make it to the end of the day and then go home. And and then you guys come in here and are like I'm gonna go change the world uh tomorrow <laughs> between classes. I'm like, whoo gosh, y'all are y'all are an ambitious lot and you you lead the pack. Ma, so thank, you
2: thank you so much for Cardia
0: having me. Spent ain't no way I'ma ever go high. Man, I
2: can't go out no way am I just grip on her ass and I show her. I sit like a chap and I wait on her whole lot. I just whip up a new to the paddock. I whip it up, reason I don't break the door. I turn out the top floor to a house. I'm and one, two balls. Look at that.
0: Thanks to Mile LaFleur for coming in and being another long line of fascinating interviews with our student-athletes, who are the best people, except for Sean Whittinghill. He's in here, that's why I said he's that. He's the worst. No, Sean's
1: Sean's very... He's not even listening, he's got headphones in.
0: Well, there's, there's that, plus there's the fact that he's 800 years old and can't hear anymore. He's been around longer than the school. He's been around longer than the state. He's been around longer than the country. I he, guess. Was here. he was we, here before yeah, Columbus. Yeah, when the, when the Mayflower stopped by. <laughs> Sean, was, Sean was standing <laughs> wait, on the cruise. Hey, Christopher. Yeah, yeah, bring it in. Bring <laughs> it, <laughs> like waving in with uh, the airplane. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Whitting Hill and his football compatriots will be on the road once again to Tennessee Tech this weekend. The Golden Eagles, 4-3 on the season with quality wins like their season-opening overtime thriller against Samford. But the last good team that Tech played, league-leading UT Martin, tuned up the Birds in a 55-14 whooping at Tucker Stadium. That said, Tech went on the road a week prior and gave French top 25 opponent Southeast Missouri, everything it could handle in a 43-37 overtime loss. Like we said earlier, the league is weird this year. The Goves look to win their third straight in this series for the first time since the 1980s, and while Jeremiah Oatesville and his five touchdown passes that he tossed a year ago against Tech won't be available this time around, both Kintel Williams and Ahmad Tanner have had success on the ground against Tennessee Tech over the years. It's a big weekend for the Govs
1: on the pitch. They host Eastern Illinois on Friday night, and then on Sunday they hit the road traveling to Belmont. The Governor's sitting in seventh place in the OVC standings with eight teams making the tournament. The Govs control their own destiny this weekend because Belmont is one point ahead of them in sixth place, and EIU is in a three-way tie for the eighth and final spot in the tournament with Eastern Kentucky and Moorhead State. The Govs have a two-point lead over both of those teams, so or all three of those
0: teams. So if they take care of business this weekend, they're looking at an Ohio Valley Conference tournament berth. Men's basketball gets the exhibition slate underway Thursday night, hosting Union in the first of two exhibition contests. The Govs integrating nine new players and two new assistant coaches this year, so it helps to have OVC preseason player of the year Terry Taylor in the fold while everyone gets
1: acclimated. The women's basketball team kicks off or tips off next Tuesday with an exhibition against Tennessee Wesleyan. The Goves return nine players from last year's squad, including four starters, but it looks as though the five newcomers are going to have an immediate impact on this team. And also a shout-out to Ariel Gonzalez-Varner on owning preseason all vc honors yesterday at Media Day. Two-time
0: defending champion of the Town and Country Invitational Austin Women's Golf will look to make it three straight next week in Nashville both Shelby Darnell and Taylor Devin posted top 10 finishes here in their first attempts a year ago in addition to being two-time defending team champs Austin has had individual title winners the last two seasons and look to make it three straight on that front as well Darnell is playing exceptionally well of late finishing no lower than 11th in her last three tournaments men's
1: tennis the men are going to compete at the ITA Ohio Valley Regionals this weekend at Vanderbilt they have not released the draws yet so that's really all I know about that
0: you know, it's your commitment to, uh, to research and, and looking under every rock to find out all the information that really impresses me. So, Well, they were supposed to
1: send them last night, and they did not, so we are still waiting.
0: Taylor monterey Warrior volleyball team continues their 2019 journey with visits to Tennessee Tech and Jacksonville State this weekend. The Govs have won three straight against the Golden Eagles and four in a row against the Gamecocks during this recent run of success. Look to get a big weekend from reigning OVC Offensive Player of the Week, Brooke Moore, in this one. In five career matches against Tech and JSU, she has four double-doubles. For community service stuff,
1: Haley Jacoby has all your opportunities for that. So if you want to do some service, get in contact with
0: her. It looks like there are some opportunities at First Christian Church, Buddy Ball, and Manna Cafe. Kenwood Elementary, West Creek Middle, and Sango Elementary have reached out to Combs and Haley about having teams out to their school. So if you or any of your teammates want to head out and do some of that, uh, give them a shout and they'll put you in touch. Speaking of get in touch and stay in touch via web and social media, Casey, where and or how do people do that you can follow us
1: on twitter and instagram at let's go p or on facebook with the official account being austin p governor austin p governor shout out to eric in digital media and carter henry loudly helping us out while we're in need of a video person
0: so if you want to be our video person help yeah do that let's go for dates news and stories casey cody bush myself that's the list we are doing things that you may want to know about there.
1: Tickets. You need tickets to get in the game. Get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Lock and her assistant, Johnny Carson. They've got all the information you need. This includes our VIP end zone experience and single game box life suite offerings, which you can contact the ticket office for more information. Shooty Hoops season is here. Tickets, parking, VIP hoops, courtside seating. We've got all that stuff.
0: You could come get some of that stuff.
1: Get in contact with the ticket office.
0: Now. Uh. Yes, now, immediately, post-haste. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgope.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. If you would like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we shout out. Argue with Casey about slights real and imagined. Tweet at us. I'm at C Wilson 225 He's at c underscore krig19. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>